The Saturday game was nerve-wracking for about three innings when they missed out on scoring opportunities in the first inning, when Garrett Cooper had the RBI double, and then what a third inning. That was, or a fourth inning, I should say. That was letting all the frustration out. Mark Canna caps it with the grand slam. You had Eduardo Escobar, who, boy, Eduardo Escobar is an everyday player for the rest of the season. I think he's earned that. And even with Guillerme coming back, He's going to play. You have to play him. And I was looking at, okay, when did this Escobar run really begin? It began in the Dodgers series, since the Dodgers series. So it's the few weeks of September plus the final weekend of August with that Dodgers series. He's 19 for 42 with five home runs and nine RBIs. And I remember Escobar saying very early on, because he's mostly struggled this season, that when I get hot, I really get hot. And so you just wanted it to happen at the right time. And I got to tell you, this is the right time. He is he is on fire right now. And what's so encouraging is that he's doing it as a left-handed hitter. Because Escobar had kind of settled in to that lefty-righty platoon when Guillerme was healthy. And I think the way you handle this now, and I had mentioned this last time on the Rico, but now it's realistic because Mark Vientos is here. Eduardo Escobar is continuing to hit, and Guillerme should be activated early on in this homestand against the Cubs, is I think what you do right now, the best lineup for this team, is you play Escobar third, you play Guillerme at second, you play McNeil and right. I think that's your best team. McNeil is a suitable outfielder. He's not a great outfielder, but he's suitable. I know McNeil's had a great year defensively at second base, but you don't lose anything defensively with Luis Guillerme. You get Guillerme's feistiness back in the lineup. Escobar continues to play, and you fill that right field void with Marte, who's on the DL right now, basically with Jeff McNeil and Wright. Because here's where Vientos fits in, who finally was called up. I, I think the Mets realized they had no other option because Darren Ruff is a walking nightmare. They had no other option with Marte on the DL. Ah, who should we call up? Oh, I got I guess we'll call up the guy who's torn up the minor leagues. I guess. I mean, what what should we do? But I think Vientos' role is Darren Ruff's role. And I, I'll hand it to Billy Epler and Buck Showalter if they pull this off and say, all right, we're done with Darren Ruff. I know they played him in right field on Sunday, uh, but we're going to basically give Vientes, Vientos the right-handed spot in the DH platoon if they do that. I'd be really, really impressed because they gave up four players for Darren Ruff, including J.D. Davis, who's hit a bunch of home runs, including on Sunday in the Giants-Cubs game, that they would admit defeat, admit failure, admit that trade sucked, and start benching him. And they should. Because how many more opportunities do you want to give this guy? They're not even good at bats. They're not even good at bats. Now, look, Mark Vianto's going to have to hit. He had his major league debut on Sunday. Had a couple of okay at-bats, but he's going to have to perform. And who knows? Maybe he'll struggle. And maybe a week and a half from now, we'll all say, all right, we gave Vientos a shot. Even though he is known to be a slow starter, but you also don't have that much patience. There's not a lot of time left. But boy, Darren Ruff is just a freaking disaster. It is funny that the Mets eventually call up their top prospects until they're forced to. That's, that's when they called up Brett Beatty. That's when they've called up Mark Vientos. They don't do it until they're absolutely forced to. But it'll be interesting to see how Buck handles this. 
He gave him the start on Sunday, mainly because Darren Ruff was facing the lefty too. So it's not as if Fiento started over Darren Ruff. They played Darren Ruff in right field. But look, you got to play the guys who hit. And Eduardo Escobar, to his credit, has hit. He should play every single day. You could use him also as a DH option as well. So if you want to go Guillerme third base, McNeil second, Naquin right, you could DH Eduardo Escobar. Because it's not like Daniel Vogelbach's hit the crap out of the ball. He did have a couple of hits during the onslaught on Saturday where basically everybody got a bunch of hits. And I thought that was that was good to see that at least Vogelbach was able to join in and get a couple of base hits in that game on Saturday. But Eduardo Escobar has done enough now where he's going to find a way to play every single day. As far as the Sunday game is concerned, great bounce back performance by Taiwan Walker. I think that was necessary. I made the case last week that his second half has not been as bad as maybe we think it is. This was just a great performance. This was the best performance Ty's had in the second half. He could have gone deeper, but because the Mets had a big lead, I think Buck Showalter said, all right, we're good to go. We need to get work in for some of our high leverage relievers. You know, we couldn't use him Friday, but we'll use him today. But that was great to see. Now, let me get to this rotation. Because, Hoff, you know I love doing this kind of stuff. You know, I love analyzing when everybody's going to start. And because Max Scherzer will be activated, assuming he's healthy a week from Monday, and because they made a decision to start Jacob deGrom on Tuesday and not Monday, which means they're giving him another extra day of rest, it's very easy for my old partner, Joe Beningo, to rip Jacob DeGrom and say, we need to give him an extra day of rest? Well, I wanted to examine it. I wanted to look closer at this and see, is there a reason they're doing this? Does this hurt the New York Mets to have Jacob DeGrom again pushed back another day? So I'm going to give you those answers in a minute. Because I have mapped out the rotation for the rest of the season. And I guarantee everybody listening will be happy with the way I mapped this thing out. Now, will Buck handle it exactly the way I mapped it out? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) It's possible. I'm sure Buck's mapped it out too. I just hope he's mapped it out the same exact way. So here's what we got. First of all, just thinking back to understand why Buck had to make a decision for Monday's game against the Cubs. They played a doubleheader on Wednesday where both Chris Bassett and Jacob DeGrom threw. They both were fantastic. And both guys' fifth day is Monday. So one guy would pitch on regular rest. The other guy would get an extra day of rest. Both guys would also pitch over the weekend against the Pittsburgh Pirates. So if you pitch Monday, you pitch Saturday. If you pitch Tuesday, you pitch Sunday. So it does not change your opponent in terms of who you're facing, no matter what. Whether you get the extra day or you don't get the extra day, you're facing the Chicago Cubs and the Pittsburgh Pirates on this homestand. But I tried to figure out, well, how does it impact the next road trip? How does it impact potentially the Atlanta Braves series? And what I came up with is that Buck Showalter is right for pitching Jacob DeGrom on Tuesday. And here's why. Forget the extra rest. Could Jacob DeGrom use an extra day? I guess. I mean, he's only made a handful of starts. But all right, you want to be careful with him. His start would be Tuesday against the Cubs. He would come back on regular rest Sunday against the Pittsburgh Pirates. His next start after that, because the Mets have an off day, assuming they don't have a six-man rotation, which doesn't make a lot of sense with the off days they have coming up, 
And assuming Max Scherzer's back healthy, DeGrom's next start after that would be Saturday in Oakland against the A's on September 24th with an extra day of rest. Again, because of these off days. His next start after that, oh, you're going to love this, would also be with one day extra rest, and it would be the opener of the three-game series against the Atlanta Braves. What's imperative about DeGrom or Scherzer pitching the opener of the series against Atlanta is twofold. Number one, you want your best pitcher pitching the first game of a huge series against Atlanta. Who knows what the standings look like at that time? That could be a, hey, you win this game, you win the division. Or it could be, they have to win this game or else they're dead. We don't know. But here's the second part that's really, really important. If you pitch Friday, September 30th, the opener of that series against Atlanta, your fifth day, your fifth day, if necessary, would be the final game of the regular season. Now, I know there are going to be circumstances where we would say it's not worth pitching your best starter on the final day of the regular season because of the risk of not winning the division and then having the wild card series start two days later. I get that. We'll address if it's worth it or if it's not worth it at a later date. But you want the option. That's the point. You want to have the option to start Jacob DeGrom or Max Scherzer, but for the sake of this, Jacob DeGrom on the final day of the regular season. Because if you don't, you could start him game one of the wild card series, which would start two days later. If you've won the division and you're waiting until the divisional series, you could actually still start him Wednesday in one of those abbreviated starts as a final tune-up for the postseason. But you want that option. So by having Jacob DeGrom pitch Tuesday against the Cubs, followed by Sunday against the Pirates, you line them up for Game 2 of the Oakland Series, Game 1 of the Atlanta Series, and as an option to finish the regular season or just be ready to open up the Wild Card Series or the Divisional Series. That gives Jacob DeGrom four starts the rest of the way with the possibility of a fifth. I love that. Because again, you have to have DeGrom or Scherzer, whoever you deem as the ace of this team, I deem it Jacob DeGrom, pitching the opener of that series against Atlanta. As far as Max is concerned, he's eligible to come off the injured list on Monday, September 19th. That's the opener of the series against the Milwaukee Brewers. If indeed they activate him on Monday, September 19th, which they should, because Max Scherzer's the guy who said, I'm good. I probably don't even need an IL stint. Scherzer would be lined up to make three starts the rest of the way. That Monday against Milwaukee, that Sunday against the Oakland A's, and then with an extra day's rest, Saturday, October 1st, game two of the three-game series against the Atlanta Braves. So you could potentially, if you follow this, why wouldn't you, have DeGrom and Scherzer for the first two games of the Atlanta series. And why the hell wouldn't you? Because I, look, I know the Braves have lost two in a row. I don't see a scenario where that series isn't a huge effing deal. We know about the tiebreak situation. The Mets have to win a game in that series, just one, and they win the tiebreaker for the National League East. Now, if you're two games back, winning the tiebreaker ain't going to be enough. You got to actually come back. So that's going to be a monumental series. And winning the division is a big deal. We've talked about this a lot on the Rico. It's not a death sentence not to win the division, but I think, A, after you spend 150 days straight in first place, it'd be a massive disappointment not to win the division. But, B, the road is just less complicated. That's the bottom line. It's a less complicated road to a World Series 
if you go right to the divisional series, taking on either the Cardinals or the Brewers or the Phillies or the Padres. The point is, you win the division, you avoid the Braves or the Dodgers in the divisional series. You'd only have to beat one of those teams, and you'd have to do it in the best of seven National League Championship Series, potentially. It doesn't guarantee you the World Series, much like not winning the division doesn't mean you can't get to the World Series. It just obviously makes the road less complicated. 